and of course, uh, you know, as a submersible designer myself, I designed and built a sub to go to the deepest place in the ocean, three times deeper than Titanic. So I understand the the engineering problems associated with with building this type of type of vehicle. Idiots, a socialist talk podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Montarulo, uh, joined here by my co-host, Comrade Dracula. Comrade, what's happening? Uh, I have had a week. I've been glued. I had, you know, notes for, like, something to talk about, but, like, I've been, like everybody in the world, apparently, glued to their TVs, to their internets, to their phones, about the fucking submarine <laughs> that imploded. <laughs> um... Yeah, I'm good. I've just been like just nonstop consuming media about this because it's it's just such a fucking fascinating story for so many reasons, uh, good and bad. Um, but yeah, so there it is. That's all I've been doing this week <laughs> to, to, to tell you the truth. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, obviously this week is going to be all sub all the time. We're just going to be talking about this fucking absurd sub story. Um, that 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 captivated the nation briefly, uh, much in the same way that uh, Bubble Boy <laughs> captivated the nation, or Balloon Boy, whatever the fuck his name was. The, uh, I mean, the this, is, this is like the Boston Marathon bombing. You know, it's yeah. like a perfect you know Monday to almost Friday news cycle story. <laughs> you know, it's like the only thing anyone's talking about. Everyone's just like, what's what's happening with the fucking Boston Marathon bombers? Where are they? They're on the bottom of the ocean, or they fucking imploded? Like that? Yeah. So it, it's. I was getting like really intrigued when, you know, things like this happen. You remember last week on the show, we were like, hey, slow news week. Maybe next week we'll have some fucking news to talk about. (laughs) And we get this fucking hottest shit news story. Um, And I always, you know, I like to watch all the, you know, mainstream media sources I can because it's, it's, it's just wild to see how everything has to be framed in such a fucking, you know, corporate narrative. You know, it's like, right. hey, CNN, uh, uh, for more on the recovery of it, we're, let's turn to this Pentagon official. Like, it's just like they, they have a fucking like a retired Navy captain or a Pentagon official uh, on speed dial for like literally every issue. Right. right. <laughs> and, you know, and also just, you know, the fact that these fucking rich ass libertarian assholes who didn't care about safety uh, one bit, they're just being paraded as as these fucking heroes. You know, the, 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 what a tragedy this is. Like, even just, just earlier today, let me see if I can find my notes here. They had a correspondent on CBS literally say this uh, verbatim what he said. Beyond the conversation about regulations, what really stands out to me is the passion of these explorers on their missions. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Did they hire you for PR before they died? Like, why are they doing that? 
it's it's like it's the passion of these billionaires that fucking spend an absurd amount of money to go in this just completely fucking like what, what what is what are their what's the agenda there that they are carrying water for these people free of charge like what 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 do they get out of it other than that that's just their fucking billionaire friendly narrative right just as a default yeah no that that that's that's kind of unreal um but you know uh not unexpected but yeah when you said <laughs> when you said the about the uh boston marathon bombing i just picture fucking don lemon in like a old-timey like 1930s like full-on like the fucking big gold helmet with the cage in the front like diving suit like at the bottom of the ocean fucking yeah. like, you know, just just if, if anyone remembers how absurd the actual coverage of the boston marathon bombing was where they literally just had a bunch of fucking you know assholes from like cnn and msnbc like roaming the streets of suburban boston like you know looking in people's backyards like they're gonna fucking you know yeah crack the case it was just it was an absurd fucking yeah. time and yes oh and, and also just like you know that. trying to make the police look good while they were actually going house to house with fucking tanks and pointing their guns at people who were just standing on their own porches right right now just um, complete overkill fucking occupying army you know that that shit was um I'll never forget, like, just the, the visual of that, like, and, like, t- tanks rolling down suburban streets, you know, <laughs> yeah. in America is uh, quite quite a sight that I'm sure m- just, most other countries are used to seeing, but uh, not here. I mean, and just on top of everything, you know, the just the fact, like, the ways that, like, the media tries to frame things to be palatable, you know, because they think their audience has fucking yogurt for brains, which they probably do. Yeah. Um, and just just the way the like you know the 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 press conferences okay so uh th- this is from an article i mean i watched this happen live today but this is this is just the verbatim the the text of it uh sky news's us correspondent james matthews asked whether any trace of the five passengers had been found rear admiral mogger replied this is an incredibly complex operating environment on the seafloor over two miles beneath the surface the remote operating vehicle has been searching and it is highly capable and we've been able to classify parts of the pressure chamber for the titan submersible asked about the prospects for recovering crew members again rear admiral mogger warned it is an incredibly unforgiving environment on the seafloor like can you not just say their bodies were fucking liquefied like can you not just be right. honest about like can you not just have this word salad of like well our capability of our satellite or things you know not just like they're fucking dead you understand what five thousand psi pounds per square inch would do to you if your fucking hull's compromised like i i literally this is this is i mean if have you ever watched like footage of the tour de france and somebody's riding and like they don't collide or anything but like their bike frame just literally just like breaks in half out of nowhere yeah you know why that is because it's made out of carbon fiber when i when i heard that this this fucking submarine going down you know four thousand meters was built out of carbon fiber i was like is that a fucking joke are you kidding like it's it's a it's a joke in the cycling community that it is like the most unreliable material and shatters under like the slightest bit of pressure it can shatter for no reason at all right and that's the problem with a composite material it's basically just like it's it's a weave right when you have steel if it's about to break you can see where it's about to break it shows distress ahead of time carbon fiber doesn't show any distress um and you know it's it's so funny so it this is you know the the four main kinds of, of materials you make bikes out of is steel 
because it's cheap and heavy and strong. Aluminum, because it's cheap and light, but less strong. Titanium, very expensive and light, but very strong. And carbon fiber is expensive, light, and very weak. And this motherfucker... The worst possible material you could use to make this this fucking thing that's going to be under considerably more stress than it would have been in the vacuum of fucking space. Like this thing that's going to be... You know, one right. of the lowest points in the in the fucking they've, world. They've had leaks in the in the in the hull of space stations many times, and they had to figure out where it was, and they you know plugged the hole. But it's it's not like if you have a leak in the hull of a space station, it just instantly explodes. No, right? No. It, like literally, if if a billionaire made his own rocket and went to space, people would say that was fucking crazy. But that would be safer than what this guy did. Yeah. No. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but, and you but, know just. Well, to oh, speak ahead. on the well, just to speak on the carbon fiber hall, we should actually hear in his own words what the uh, the CEO of this organization thinks about the 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 safety yeah. uh, and so, integrity of this carbon fiber hall. So this was the guy who piloted the boat, or piloted the sub himself. So he's fucking he. So the thing about this is like it, you don't just instantly become liquefied. It's like everything, you know. Just imagine five human bodies being smashed into each other and compressed into the size of say a can of tuna. Just imagine that. And yeah. also compressing that much air superheats the air because it happens so quickly that heat doesn't have anywhere to go. I mean, you're compressing anything. That's how an engine, a car engine works. You're compressing the gas till it explodes. And that explosion turns the pistons, which makes the car go, right? So there was some, uh, there was an uh, aerospace engineer that replied to me somewhere on Twitter the other day and said that that volume of air compressed to that small of a space that quickly would heat the air to 15,000 degrees. <laughs> so they would be liquefied and then instantly vaporized. So it would be an implosion and then an instant explosion in like one one hundredth of a second. So th- these reporters asking like, well, are you going to re- recover the bodies? There's no bodies. There's nothing. There's nothing left of them. Which is the weirdest fucking things that like th- this idea of like, oh, well, they only have this much oxygen left. Like it. it- you have to imagine they were just doing it to keep it going like the fucking like the Boston Marathon bombing or like the the missing Malaysian Airlines flight. Like, it was, oh. it was great. Twenty four hour news coverage. For absolutely. Four absolutely. Days. They, they knew fucking good and well that that shit everyone was knew exploded, imploded. Every, every fucking military person I saw interviewed on the news was like, oh, well, they have this many hours left. So we're mobilizing to do the thing. But every like submariner expert I, I watched said, yeah, it imploded on Sunday. there's there's no way it didn't implode out like the for to lose communication and never get it back that means there was something catastrophic happened right that if they'd only lost communication they would have returned to the surface eventually right right so yeah let's let's listen to this fucking asshole uh explaining his uh philosophy on innovation Mm. like to be remembered as an innovator um i think it was general macarthur said you're remembered for the rules you break and, you know, I've broken some rules to make this. I think I've broken them with, with logic and good engineering behind me, the carbon fiber and titanium. There's a rule you don't do that. Well, I did. It's picking the rules that you break that are the ones that will add value to others and add value to society. Okay, so first of all, anyone who quotes General MacArthur, the guy that wanted to drop 30 to 50 nuclear bombs on North Korea is a fucking psychopath, right? Yeah, no, of course. And... <laughs> And so what he specifically said there, but using titanium and carbon fiber together, right? Okay, so that's a thing you're not supposed to do, but he doesn't explain why. Well, I have the explanation why. So there's something called 
uh, galvanic corrosion. When two different materials are in contact in the presence of an electrolyte, uh, one material, the anode, can start to corrode faster than it would on its own, while the other material, the cathode, will corrode slower. This is known as galvanic corrosion. Carbon fiber composites can act as a cathode, and metals such as titanium can act as an anode. So placing them in contact in a corrosive environment like seawater can lead to rapid corrosion of the titanium. Yeah, maybe not 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 the best alloy to choose uh, for something that's going to be in the fucking water all the time. You know, just... and, and and people said, well, it went down there before and it was fine. It's like, do you do you re- realize that like the stress of five thousand pounds of pressure per square inch is not something that you know you're just experiencing for a few minutes. You're down there for hours, and then you go down there again and again and again. I think it was like ten to twenty times they've taken this thing down there. So you're Which is creating not a lot. I mean, you know. no, it's that's not much. I mean, and you know, to say nothing of the fact that they had a safety expert say this this design was not safe to do, and they fired him for it, and then they sued each other over it. Uh, the fact that you know, thirty eight other people who have built submarines have you know wrote a, a letter together and sent it to him and said your your sub is not tested and it's not been certified by anything. Uh, this is not safe. It's the only carbon fiber sub that's ever been built. And it's also the only car, the only deep sea submarine that's ever imploded before, right? And and I and I'm watching these interviews, and they're they're you know the reporters are, you know, paid to be pretend they're dumb, and they're they're like asking this expert like, so wait, you're saying that the the carbon fiber itself it might be the reason it imploded? And he's like, that's 100 percent, 100 percent of the you know, I mean, the whole was carbon fiber and titanium and the whole failed so yes that's what i'm saying and they're like oh my gosh like like their, their whole narrative is like well we we can't you know we have all these questions but it's going to take time before we know anything right because they're in this mode of like you know it's it's too soon to be asking these kinds of questions it's we're still in tragedy mode milking this for ratings right now yeah no absolutely um and and there's it's just when once you start you don't even have to really dig because people were just digging these things up and posting them on Twitter all week. But it's amazing for something I've never, this company I've never heard of before, how many like PR articles and like other things there were about it where like major safety concerns are expressed uh, multiple times in like a bunch of different uh, uh, outlets. And and it's like, it's it's amazing that there's no regulatory body that can like forcibly stop you from like fucking doing this like it's just crazy that there's no uh there's nothing in place again i mean we talk about this with like the with the self-driving cars also all the time that that can like be like no this is like a danger to society you cannot do this you fucking moron you don't know what you're doing um but it's it's just it's just fucking amazing to me like some of the details you read about um uh, you know, ju- ju- just about you know the, the 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 way their website talks about um, classing, you know, and like like getting certification and things like that. Uh, I actually have, have a quick paragraph from their from their website, yeah. um, which you know should have been a major fucking red flag for the the idiot billionaires that plop down a quarter of a million each just to to sit in this little fucking you know, uh, death capsule um, <laughs> while uh, classing it. I mean, I, you couldn't get me on that thing at gunpoint, like even beyond the, even if you, even if you're like, this was built with actual safe materials and like, you know, th- th- we, we have a, a, a safety rated uh, porthole that that's made, made to withstand this kind of pressure, which it like, wasn't. 
Which, right, that's right. Even if you did have that, it just looks like a miserable fucking experience. Like, being this thing with no fucking airflow, with four other people for five fucking hours, you know, the only toilet is this little hole in the fucking, you know, back of it with a little curtain. Like, it it seems like a fucking nightmare. Like, you want to fucking sit there and take a shit in front of, like, a bunch of other strangers? Like (laughs) It, It seems like the worst scenario imaginable to look at the fucking Titanic through a little porthole or through a fucking television screen because you can't see the porthole um but yeah so this is from their website uh in the section called innovation and classing when ocean gate was founded the goal was to pursue the highest reasonable level of innovation in the design and operation of manned submersibles by definition innovation is outside of an already accepted system however this does not mean that ocean gate uh doesn't okay see this is phrased weird but it's accurate the way it's phrased however this does not mean that ocean gate does meet standards when they apply but it does mean that innovation also falls outside of the existing industrial paradigm i'm sure they meant to say this does not mean that ocean gate doesn't meet standards where they apply but they said it does not mean that ocean gate does meet standards where they apply (laughs) which is a really freudian funny slip on their uh, website um but, yeah, that is worded really, really confusingly, whether they meant it to or not. Yeah. Right. And so the sentence right after that's amazing. While classing agencies are willing to pursue, pursue the certification of new and innovative designs and ideas, they often have a multi-year approval cycle due to a lack of pre-existing standards, <laughs> especially oh for, in this case, many of, uh, in the case of many of Ocean Gate's innovations, uh, such as carbon fiber, fiber pressure vessels and a real-time hull health monitoring system. Bringing an outside so entity up to that's speed. The fucking, that's the craziest part. I'm watching this interview with James Cameron today, who, like, seriously, is the greatest of all time when it comes to, you know, actually building your own sub and taking it down to the bottom of the ocean. He he, he has this interview with, with uh, ABC News, apparently, and they had Robert Ballard on there, too, the guy that discovered Titanic back in the 80s. And despite this being a tragedy, no matter how you look at it, James Cameron couldn't help citing the fact that he built his own submarine and went three times deeper than <laughs> Titanic with it. <laughs> just, it, it was I a love, really funny fucking flex. He was just, yeah, just threw it out there. I just, you know, just in case you didn't know, I'm an expert on this shit and I've actually dived deeper than uh, everyone in the world, except for two other people. You <laughs> <laughs> also was just casually like, yeah, you know, we actually did some calculations and uh, I've spent more time on the Titanic than the actual captain of the Titanic. Has. I know. Just like he, the man, Cannot, he seems like he has no ego, but he's just constantly like casually bragging about it. Right, no, it's so fucking funny. But I mean, seriously, it, he he said when they started building carbon fiber hulls, he said that is a bad idea. That is a bad idea. And I tell you, if the dude who made Terminator, the Abyss, Aliens, Terminator 2, Titanic, and both avatars tells you something is dangerously a bad idea, you better listen to him. Okay. He's got a pretty good track record of uh, predictive, uh, predictive uh, work. So yeah, I, w- I would imagine. Seriously, like what's, you know, and it's it's. The, I mean, the biggest the biggest irony is that you you named your sub to go visit the Titanic, the most famous shipwreck on Earth, the Titan. What what's the <laughs> Titanic? The Titan. What did you think was going to happen? Don't name it. That's like it's like it, naming your spaceship that goes down to a planet full of killer aliens, Prometheus. It's just yeah. like you baked the the curse into the thing. And here's the funniest part: the Titanic was named after a ship from a book called The Titan that hit an iceberg <laughs> in 1898. It was a book. Like, okay, I mean- <laughs> 
it's like, hey, the the remember the famous book where the boat hit the fucking iceberg, the the Titan. Let's name this ship the Titanic, and then the exact same thing fucking happened. It's like it'd be like cannot, a, I'm gonna start cannot, a fucking blimp sightseeing. Uh, company and we're gonna call it like the fucking hberg or something it's like yeah this will be a this would be great this is a great fucking bit of juju to add to this uh to this venture it's i don't get it because nautical people are like the most superstitious real nautical like that like how do you think anyone at nasa is gonna be like hey let's call it the columbia 2 uh or the you know the the challenger you know dash a you know like whatever designation they kind of get yeah no let's shit, let, let, I, I really I, I love my new yeah i think i'm gonna name it the uh the edmund fitzgerald too i think that's uh that seems like a safe thing to call hey, let's like. uh let's honor the apollo one that uh burned up on the launch pad and killed three guys by naming another shuttle after like that's just you don't do that Which, and, and you know to mention nasa i mean nasa has some of the most insane uh, some would say overly i mean i wouldn't say this but like it on the surface would seem overly stringent uh, safety protocols imaginable and they still had countless fucking tragedies because uh, travel into space and even even more so travel into the uh deepest you know trenches of the ocean is really fucking dangerous and and like the slightest you know fucking error could create a catastrophic failure of the mission yeah. i mean there's a reason we don't live there no, because it's, right. it's, le- it's lethal in space. It's lethal underwater. <laughs> We're not adapted to those environments. Right. And, you know, and I don't think that that means we shouldn't keep exploring. But like they're, no, calling, right. they're calling these guys explorers on, t- on fucking cable news nonstop today. And I'm like, they weren't fucking exploring. Robert Ballard was exploring and he found it. And everyone else that's gone there since then has just been a tourist. OK. Yeah, and there, there, you got to say there's some. Like, if you're going down there with a research vessel, it's one thing. If you're going down there on a tourism trip, I mean, that's, it's pretty fucking gauche. It's it's, it's really like, it, it's like the fuck, it's a mass grave site. Like, it's not, I just, there, there's no, you yeah. know, it's not even like visiting like Auschwitz or something where it's like, well, there, there, you know, there's a real lesson to be learned here. I mean, obviously, you know, if you, you want to say like really broadly, like, well, you know, the hubris of thinking you built an uns- unsinkable ship, but like, it's not like, hey, we need to not be fascists again. This is why you, this is an important place to visit. But right. to just go there to be like, right. hey, look at me, I'm taking a selfie in front of the fucking thing where like six thousand people drowned. <laughs> like the fuck, it, you see the guy from The Simpsons did that shit. You see, the yeah, apparently he did it like three times again, yeah. which is just proves the point that it's for rich fucks who have you know nothing better to do with their money. They, than, yeah, than, it's it's like I have to feel like I'm better than everyone, not just because I'm rich, but because I can go places that other people can't afford to go. Right. It's like okay, well, guess what, billionaires, keep going down to the Titanic <laughs> on carbon fiber subs. Right. I'll please, I'll donate to the GoFundMe to build some more of these things if we can get some of these other pricks on there. Fucking Mark Zuckerberg and and Elon Musk are going to have a cage fight. Great, let's have it at the Titanic. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect well, venue. Yeah. No, it, and it's just preposterous. Well, and so, yeah, I, you know, obviously, you know, the, the five people on board, uh, it was the CEO and four other uh, rich dudes, including a father-son uh, duo. Uh, apparently, the son, I guess, there was some report. He was a 19-year-old kid. Apparently, like, he was very concerned about the safety of the sub, which makes him smarter than everyone else on board. And he, I guess, reluctantly went along because he it was Father's Day weekend and he wanted to be with his dad and that sort of thing. So. You know, oh my God, that's yeah. an unfortunate situation for that kid because I'm sure he's not. You know, he just happened to have a ha- happens this, to have a shitty dad, and it probably yeah. wasn't his fault. But everyone it, it, else on board, the safety of this thing, just just the hull alone. That's just the uh, <laughs> to quote a pun, the tip of the iceberg. I watched like 
so many videos last night from people that uh, you know are are like 55 year old dad youtubers about like ship shit right that like they're getting their day in the sun right now because now everyone's everyone wants to fucking know like what 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 would an expert uh submariner sound like and do and i showed you the screenshot this this guy um that i was watching last night and he had like a list of like the top i think 15 things that he noticed that were you know incredibly dangerous about this thing like they kept telling us it had 96 hours of 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 air and i'm sure that that was what they told the press was the maximum capacity i don't believe for a second this cheapskate took five days worth of air down there right right but that 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 was that was the funny thing to me it was like well you know when they were doing the countdown i mean beyond the fact that the, the literal clock countdown like what yeah. the fuck cnn cnn will never give up an opportunity to count down an absurdly long amount of time to something like election day is in seven weeks. Let's do an hour minute, second fucking clock in the corner of the screen. <laughs> like, um, But the fact beyond the fact that everyone knew that this thing fucking blew up. Uh, yeah. The idea that, that this, this fucking clown after all we heard about him and his clown shoe operation would have been able to ev- even design a system that would last the full five days worth of fucking life support was laughable to me i was like if there's this somehow miraculously didn't implode and there was just some catastrophic malfunction or they got stuck in the titanic or something stupid like that uh these people are fucking asphyxiated within a day like there's no way this rinky dink piece of no. shit fucking actually had five days worth of life support on it so and, and on top of that like you you can't just you know keep feeding oxygen into this into this thing right because the oxygen's under pressure and you know the 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 you know the cylinder they're in is under pressure too. But you can't just keep pumping in more oxygen. You have to have a CO two scrubber to take out the air that they're breathing, right? And the, the, I watched this video of this expert last night. He's like, "Yeah, I'm looking at this thing, and I can tell this this sub does not have a CO two scrubber. It's they're just pumping more oxygen into the into the atmosphere. And if you know what happened on Apollo eleven, that's why it fucking blew up <laughs> because they just come." kept pumping in more and more oxygen and oxygen is flammable right and we have a certain percentage of oxygen in our atmosphere right and if you increase that level of oxygen it makes the air more flammable right and you have electronics there you have salt water there if the salt water got into any of those electronics even if it, the cabin didn't breach you could have a fire uh he's he, he noticed this guy noticed that there's there was no um you know gas masks that you would put on in case of a fire Right. So like this, this thing was a death trap in every conceivable way. The fucking controller. The thing was controlled by, a, <laughs> by an off brand PS2 controller. Like, yeah, somebody could have a just wireless one, to, by the way, a fucking yeah. blue wireless PS3 controller. Somebody, you, you're going to go down to the ocean uh, in, in this death trap, assuming that somebody remembered to charge that controller before they left. Yep. Yeah. And it, I, I, <laughs> Apparently, also, like, the, the, there's so many funny stories about, like, documentary. Because, I mean, when you're a rich douchebag that doesn't really know what they're doing, but you have contacts in the media industry, you always invite, you know, your media contacts out to do puff pieces on you. So there have been plenty yeah. of attempts at that with this. And it's just the, the stories from those are so fucking funny. Uh, one at one point, I, I forget the news organization, but they one of the reporters was talking about how at one point the sub... Uh, lost contact with the uh, on the one that he went to uh to to observe as like you know like the press run uh lost contact with the surface ship that that they need contact with to navigate and to resurface 
for four hours, but the the crew of the surface ship shut off the ship Wi-Fi so that the reporters couldn't tweet out anything about the fact that the sub had lost contact with the ship. Um, you know, there's things like that. It, there's just so many funny fucking stories like that where you're just like this. It's amazing yeah. that nobody fucking stepped in well, sooner. And that guy who said who reported on that got called out for not reporting on the fact they turned off the Internet. After the fact, yeah, when you get off the right. ship, like, what the fuck are you doing, bro? Like, They're just, these people are, these are not journalists. These are people doing PR for billionaires. Yep. That is their job. I just, I watched a clip of fucking Piers Morgan because it was a guy who was a, um, like, adventure chronicler type guy who was working on a documentary and went out on a test run on, on this Titan. And he said he felt uncomfortable and he declined to go on a second trip on it down the titanic um but he still just did nothing but praise the fucking the the guy for being this brave innovator he's like there's nothing braver than you know going into dangerous places it's like that's that's not bravery that's hubris that's arrogance that's egotism it's literally the definition of what the fuck sunk the titanic like this is like like your 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 whole tourism fucking you know uh boondoggle is built around taking people down to see the Titanic, which is famously, you know, one of the most hubristic uh, uh, tragedies in American history. And you literally repeat all of the same mistakes that the people who fucking built the Titanic did. This is I mean, it, it, it couldn't it, be more it's, poetic. It's breathtaking. Stupid yeah. At the same so time. I have a little tweet thread here by a woman. She's an author named uh, Eve Fairbanks. I don't know if you're familiar with her. I don't think I know who she is. Sounds Maybe familiar. I've read her. Yeah. I mean, who knows? Maybe she's a shitlib. I don't know. But she had some. So this is this is uh, just a few tweets here from her. Somebody simply has to write the ultimate catch-all essay on disruptive libertarian private sector touting entrepreneurs simply begging and demanding for state intervention at the end of their journey. This is the Titan Sub Company's advisor. And then it's, she has a tweet screenshot here from David Cochran. Update. We are working... Uh, on this problem hard we have solutions and we are trying extremely hard to implement them i hope to get a few hours of sleep wake up and see every positive response from the u.s government in my inbox if i don't the whole world will know the names of the people who did not help do uh, help do their jobs <laughs> so this is this is the fucking guy you know uh part of the company part of the ocean gate company demanding the government the, the fucking basically demanding socialism come rescue them right Right after they didn't want any regulations and wanted oh also Ocean Gate got a two hundred or no sorry four hundred and fifty thousand dollar PPP loan and then got the government to forgive their loan debt <laughs> yeah so she continues here the sum, uh, the submersible creator long negated government as illogically obsessed with safety and uh, anathema to innovation now Concanon Ocean Gate's advisor complains that. When I email the United States government, I get out of office replies. That is unacceptable. <laughs> like, I'm a, does, the, does the government just, you think everyone just works for you? Also breathtaking is the lack of respect. This is her again, E. Fairbanks. Also breathtaking is the lack of respect for the efforts the government is already making to find these ingrates passengers. The Coast Guard didn't say you made your bed lie in it. It is busting its ass to save your private enterprise heinies. But you still can't bear to give any credit. Uh, on his podcast, Ocean Gate CEO said his goal is to hit the media every way we can to spur more people to take submersibles uh, and see and love the deep sea. The, but this will ruin his industry. This 
being this disaster, uh, this short term mentality, uh, mentality that everything has to be done max cool and right now ends up being actually very disrupt, uh, destructive. It's a much bigger cultural mindset. Everything worth doing ought to be done in the most disruptive, badass, and quickest way possible. Because why build slow over generations when you could be a rocket ship? But the effect is paradoxical. It's making us believe no risks are actually worth taking. Oh, Jesus Christ. I, I just, uh, these fucking people, man. I just can't, it, it, just, it, it, you, b- both the, the fucking arrogance and entitlement to think that that we need to, be, that, like, number one, that they're, they're even in a country that allows this fucking bullshit to go on completely unchecked. But then on top of that, to think that then, yeah, they're they're entitled to actually being, helped out like the rest of us when they uh, inevitably fucking, you know, fumble their way into a, a massive, you know, disaster like this. Um, it's kind of staggering. Uh, I, I just don't, you know, I, I don't know how you get to that point, like as a human being where you're just that because you grew up rich from too. reality. Yeah. It, it yeah. really is just amazing. Um, well, speaking of people who grew up rich. Yeah. I was tr- trying to nudge that segue right there. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of people that grew up rich, uh, th- there is one uh, in particular individual associated with this tragedy that, that, that uh, briefly became the main character of Twitter this week um, <laughs> because, you know, just, just a main character speed run, this fucking guy. Uh, so apparently this guy, Brian, uh, is one of, is a, the stepson of one of the, the billionaire fuckwads who's on that, uh, who was on this, this, uh, this, this little death capsule. Um, so he tweeted out, uh, uh, on, uh, on the 19th, uh, at Tom Delonge, who is the guitar player and leads one of the lead singers from Blink-22, uh, my stepdad is missing in the sub at the Titanic site. I'm here at the San Diego show for support. Thanks. <laughs> Heart emoji, hands, you know, praying emoji. Um, <laughs> which in and of itself is just fucking preposterous. Like, what are you doing, bro? Like, what the fuck are you doing? It, clearly, like, trying to right. clearly get some sort of, like, oh, yeah, come backstage, hey, hang out my, with us. My dad might be dead, but how can I milk this for social media clout? Right. Right. <laughs> it's just fucking like, the worst people. And, and, so he tweeted again now on the 20th presumably in the next night of the show like in a nearby you know city uh, at tom delange tom i'm back at the blink show tonight to comfort me in this time of tragedy in the fam (laughs) thanks for the love heart emoji again I, i just this fucking guy and he looks like like such a fucking like just like this big fucking like overgrown like arrested development chud like he, he he looks like he's 45 but he's wearing like a two sizes too small blink when two t-shirt and like he's just i don't know what the fuck this guy's deal is like he, I almost, the, the picture that this kid he just like radiates fail son that's yeah, no, that's absolutely. just what he looks like um and then of course it was like you know hey he starts tweeting multiple you know replies and he's like hey ladies i'm single too like you know, if there was ever a bigger red flag than, hey, ladies, I'm single on fucking Twitter, that there you go. Yeah. Um, and uh, then it turns out like people look like looked him up and turns out like he sent death threats to women in the past. Yeah. Apparently he's banned from some music festivals for like threatening like either some. I, there was too much. This was like one of the, the definition of like the the Jesse. What the fuck are you talking about? Meme like there was just too much fucking layer there's too many layers of the story for me to even like mentally engage with this week but apparently yeah this guy's previously been banned from some like edm event or some shit for like 
harassing some female DJ. I, 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 this is the gist of the story that I would allow to enter my brain. I wouldn't know. I would, I refuse to dig any deeper than that, but apparently, no, this yeah, is like I, a- I couldn't take it. I mean, just, just, just the fact, just the fact that I had to read the words, the blink one eighty two submarine stepson. And I already knew what it meant. I was just like, this is, this is too much. This is too fucking much for me, my brain to process. Oh, Jesus Christ. People were, <laughs> there's just some great memes that came out of that because, uh, I guess, uh, Travis Barker, the, um, the drummer from Blink-22 is date or married to one of the Kardashians, Chloe. I don't fucking know. Uh, and apparently there was some like picture from a couple weeks ago of her at a show in the front row holding up a sign saying, Travis, I'm pregnant. I, presumably is like, I'm sure he already knew, but whatever. It was probably for her reality show, but then somebody oh, <laughs> just yeah. photoshopped over it. Travis, my stepdad is on the, the submarine lost at sea. <laughs> I did see that. Yeah, I saw it actually just, just before he'd sent it to me. So we actually have a, another clip here of uh, Cardi B reacting to the Blink-182 submarine steps on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's let's play this. Okay, so one of the billionaires that's missing on the, on the water from that submarine ship. One of the billionaires, their stepson, is at a concert, right? At a Blink-182 concert. And people is like, um, well, what is he supposed to do? Be sad at the house? Is he supposed to go look for himself? Yes. You're supposed to be at the house sad. You're supposed to be crying for me. You're supposed to be right next to the phone waiting to hear any updates about me. You're supposed to be uh, counseling your mom and shit. Like, isn't it sad that you a whole fucking billionaire and nobody gives a fuck about you? Like... <laughs> Like you missing and motherfuckers afraid to shake dicks at concert. That's crazy. I'd rather be broke. I'd rather be broke than like and poor, but knowing that I'm love. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, it just cuts off oh, like man, that. She's, yeah, she's fucking. I love, she's so fucking funny. Like just after literally, it's and like I don't even know if she knows how funny. No, I don't she's think being. she really does. I really don't think it's, she does. It's 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 it, pretty great. It's just yeah. Yeah, I, I, what do you, you do? Go in there, shake dicks at concerts. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! I, I love that she's like ripping on the billionaire and ripping on the kid in like two different ways at the same time. Like it's just you know, and then of course, like she just puts herself into that situation. Like, no, if I'm at the bottom of the ocean, you better be sitting there by the phone waiting to hear about me, <laughs> crying about me. <laughs> oh man, that's fucking funny. Yeah, th- this whole thing is just so absurd. I, I. I you know, again, I, I am glad that the media coverage was stretched out because it just produced a lot of fucking funny moments when obviously, you know, they knew right away that this thing was 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 fucking toast. And, and it came out today that a Navy uh, listening station uh, picked up some explosions about two hours after the, the contact was lost with this sub. I don't even know if you right. saw that just before we went on air. Yeah, like, I did it, see that, which means this entire search and rescue thing was completely a, for show. It's a complete they dog knew. and pony show. They knew right they away, knew. but they just wanted to. And it, right. So, it, but, you know, why do all this? Is it just for the family? I mean, I'm sure the people, uh, you know, head of the Coast Guard, like they're thinking that way because they all have this mindset of like, you know, if I was lost at sea, I would want everyone to do everything to find me. Like they actually, you know, they have search and rescue brains on, but, you know, Larger than that, this is obviously like great PR for them, great PR for the military, the Navy, the Coast Guard makes everyone look heroic. You know, we, you know, we did everything we could, but it's also, you know, it's there is a level of like, you know, this is just, you know, what we train for. So let's fucking do it, even if we know it's completely futile. 
right? right? It is it is sort of a level of training exercise kind of thing. But the media media loves this kind of shit because they got they got a whole week, you know, like until that countdown is done, we're not going to announce that we knew all along it was an implosion. Right. Um, I think the first, you know, when when the Challenger happened, I was, you know, I was just a kid. I didn't even know how long the space shuttle had been around, and I knew that you know. Challenger blowing up was like worse than a plane crash, but I didn't understand how significant it was until I got to experience, you know, wall to wall, nonstop news coverage. And I'd never experienced anything like that before. Right. Yeah. Um, and this was before cable news. You know, we didn't have 24 hour news, but it was like every single channel, no matter what channel you turned it to, it was it was new. It was about the Challenger blowing up. Right. And. You know, that's they the, they love fucking disasters. They And this is an ongoing disaster. You know, they don't give a shit about the 600 um, refugees that just drowned in the Mediterranean. The, the Greek government didn't spend a single cent trying to save those people. But this is not, you know, that's like one and done. Right. Like they're already drowned. So there's nothing to report on. Right. Right. But this is like, oh, it's like we might still find them. They might be down there with let's keep, you know. Let's keep hope for the family. Like, yeah, right. You don't fucking care about your ratings. Don't pretend like you give a shit about the family. It's so I just I, I I'm obsessed with, you know, watching the media and analyzing the media. But it disgusts me so much at the same time. Right. No, it's it's just a complete, you know, you know. <laughs> at least correspondence like they might have some in, information. But the news anchor is asking the dumbest questions and, you know, just all the bad acting they do about how much they care. And, you know, just it's so. It's so fucking skeezy. It's so scummy. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, there's a reason like this is the perfect story for 24 hour news because they can just keep regurgitating it all the same shit over and over and over, even when there's no new information. Um, you know, you remember, you remember when the, the fucking plane went down in the Hudson? Yep. 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 So same thing. I mean, it was, it was like, you know, sort of a one and done event. It wasn't like day to day ongoing, but it was the perfect story for you know to get tons of ratings with very little you know money spent producing those news segments yep yeah no it, it's just uh it's kind of remarkable the way the, the way we fucking exploit these things um and you know it, it, luckily for us it, it it does create like really funny weeks on twitter where, where we can just joke about these fucking complete morons uh who who died in the in the most hilarious and and predictable way imaginable but um it would be nice if like the normies who don't have that sort of outlet like who just get their fucking news from the 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 morons on cable news like didn't just you know get their information from such stupid sources but it uh i think it's just unfortunately something that's that's just going to always happen yeah I don't know. I mean, I, I've learned a lot about, I mean, I already knew, you know, that it's thousands of pounds of pressure per square inch down there. And I already knew, you know, if you build something out of carbon fiber, that's, you know, a, a terrible idea uh, for anything, let alone a deep sea vessel. But I have learned a lot of, uh, a lot of new shit about maritime stuff. Um, so it was actually two years after the sinking of the Titanic that there was a convention in London uh, in which a treaty was uh, drafted in 1914 called SOLAS, which stands for the Safety of Life at uh, Sea to Regulate Ships. Um, <laughs> so they, they, you know, they learned. They learned from what happened with the Titanic, and that went on to change the way that 
all ships are built and designed and regulated and, and safety checked and all this shit. But there's there is no international treaty uh, for these kinds of deep sea submersibles. But right, and um, they're very likely maybe one now after this. It's I'm sure this is going to be you know kind yeah. of a, the, the spark for that sort of. Well, nobody's going to build a carbon fiber submarine. Ever <laughs> no, no, no one's going to be stupid enough to do that. There's a reason that. That was the first uh, carbon fiber submarine. And it's the reason that it was the first submarine to, to implode at that at that deep sea uh, depth. So yeah, yeah. It, it's e- just- even just the the shape of the thing. Um, <clears throat> that James Cameron interview today is like you know the to, to you know the, the pressure to, the, is so great that you need you know the the capsule that you put the people inside of has to be a sphere. You know even if you see the submarine is like a long kind of thing where the people are that section is always going to be a sphere. That's how James Cameron was able to go down 34,000 feet. Yep. Um, and he said, having it be a cylinder with two caps on the end, um, no matter what you built it out of, that's, that's just asking for it to be crushed. Right. <laughs> you know, because it's not, I mean, it's going to be, pr- you know, you have different pressures on different parts of, of the capsule, which is going to eventually create a weak point. And once you have the weak point and it's carbon, you know, it's just going to crack. And, and the hilarious part, I th- he mentioned, he actually read part of it off the website. <coughs> Pardon me. Was that they had sensors in the hull to let them know if anything was going to happen. So like, literally the sensor would go off the instant before you die. Right, right. So that, that would have been really useful. <laughs> like, hey, what's that alarm like, for? Hey, so pro- <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> just fucking. It, it'd be fucking, you know, it's oh. the fucking. Interstellar scene where Matt Damon's going on his little fucking monologue and then just like gets sucked out the fucking door. There is a <laughs> just fucking thing explodes. Fucking great. Seriously, I love oh, I man, love when when movie. things. Yeah, I love uh, I I love that that moment that scene because it happens offbeat. You know, it doesn't happen when you expect it to happen. Um, which right. is always like makes like more jarring as an audience member. Um, uh, to 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 have those kind of moments because you get, you get used to like you know oh this is oh this is right when this is gonna happen and it, it doesn't do that so I love that right. and and it it's great because he he didn't try to you know schlock it up for for Hollywood you know what I, like it it cut immediately to McConaughey's perspective where it was completely soundless because it was in the vacuum of space there was no right you know big explosion like it, all the science in that movie is completely sound in uh, space nobody can hear Matt Damon scream right right. <laughs> Exactly. Um, all right. Well, let's let's cut. Let's just touch on a few other quick things before we get out of here. Sure. That's. Uh, uh, did you see? Yeah. Actually, uh, oh, re- go ahead. Well, real quick. Uh, did you see this this poll that came out today um, from Emerson College? No. Uh, so it's a it's a poll on the national election, um, and things are not looking good for Joe Biden. Let's just put it that way. Um, the Emerson Joe Biden, Co- is he still president? I, I forgot. Allegedly, about him. allegedly, I'm not really sure if he's aware of that, but. Um, the the Emerson uh, College polling uh, outlets, one of the more uh, respected and and you know sort of looked at looked to uh, polling outlets because they usually tend to be pretty accurate. Uh, so general election poll uh, results: uh, Joe Biden forty four percent, Donald Trump forty three percent, someone else nine percent, undecided four percent. So just in a head to head matchup alone, Joe Biden's only winning by one percentage point, which would almost be a guaranteed loss for him because of the way the electoral college shakes out. That's, that's, you know, right. th- you know, uh, Trump lost by three points uh, to, to Hillary in, in the uh, popular vote, but still ended up winning the election because of the way the electoral college shakes out, you know, state to state. Um, and then the more interesting stat that has liberals losing their fucking mind right now, 
um, is this poll result, um, which is Donald Trump, Joe Biden, and Cornell West, and then someone else, and undecided. Uh, Donald Trump, 41%, Joe Biden, 40%, Cornell West, 6%. Someone, yeah. someone else. He's a said, ruiner. He's a spoiler. Oh my God. They're <laughs> shitting their fucking pants about this. It's unreal. Um, yeah. Now it's going to be wild when my mother uh, hears, you know, finds out who Cornell West is for the first time. <laughs> I was going to say, just no fucking way she knows who he is right now. No, no. Um, but she will. She will. Oh, isn't that the guy I always see in real time <laughs> that talks that talks really fast? Like that would be the extent of what she recognizes him from. Uh, the guy yeah, they bring on uh, occasionally. I don't. I don't. She doesn't have HBO, so she doesn't oh, okay, watch so, uh, Omar. Yeah, better. Yeah, it's for the yeah. best. Um, now it's always boring when I go to her house having to watch basic cable without any of the fucking. <laughs> it's brutal. She's like, well, I watch more reruns of. Uh, Got to tap into the hometown on HGTV, uh, Wi-Fi or whatever. Um, right now, so yeah, th- th- this shit's hilarious uh, because because people are just you know having meltdowns about this. But um, well, I- what, how well, how's uh, RFK Junior's poll numbers? How's he doing? You know, weirdly, he actually in I, I haven't seen any head to head to head polls because he's <laughs> running in the uh, Democratic primary. Um, and but this just shows you how fucking stupid Democrats are. He's still, despite being a fucking raving lunatic who thinks Wi-Fi you know, turns frogs trans or whatever. I don't know whatever the fuck he thinks. Um, it, he's still polling at 15% in like democratic primary polls where, you know, <laughs> which is, which is a preposterously high number for someone as stupid it's as he just, is. You automatically get a fucking pass for being a lunatic. If you're a Kennedy, no, it, it literally like is, if, if his name was Robert Smith, well, actually, no, that'd be awesome. Cause he'd be fucking, you know, front man of an, of an awesome eighties uh, band. But no, if his name was like Robert Jones, like he would, not even be on the fucking radar, but yeah, just with the exact same policies, but because he's a fucking Kennedy, he just immediately yeah. gets this, this automatic 15% support because people, you know, long for the fucking, <laughs> you know, the, the days of, of fucking Camelot. Camelot. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to read that little, that mini transcript uh, of him on Rogan this week. Um, so RFK Jr. said, uh, Wi-Fi radiation opens up your blood-brain barrier, so all these toxins that are in your body can now get into your brain. Rogan replies, how does Wi-Fi open up your blood-brain barrier? And RFK Jr. says, now you're going above my exp- expertise. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't know how anything works. I just know that it's true. I'm going to confidently state this one thing, and then when asked a simple follow-up of how i know this thing i'm just gonna not have any answer whatsoever that's amazing well, i mean so so he's not wrong that uh you know significant amounts of radiation can do that to your blood brain barrier blood brain barrier is basically a collection of cells that does help prevent toxins in the, your body from getting to your brain um but wi-fi doesn't produce the kind of radiation in and not nearly in the amount of levels that would cause that to happen so he's full of shit right um and our buddy Brent uh, Terhune, comedian who we've we've uh, played clips of on the show all the time, uh, he he tweeted out a, a quote tweet of of that uh, exchange uh, between Rogan and RFK Jr. <laughs> and he added the caption: "Get the creator of Wi-Fi, Barry Wi-Fi, on the pod to debate <laughs> RFK Jr." <laughs> and then he followed up to he replied to his own tweet. He said, "I'm pulling up to Barry Wi-Fi's house right now to confront him." <laughs> 
Oh, Jesus Christ. There was Christ. This, this, this shit that happened with the guy you were telling me about. Um, I, I think that guy, he was, so he was a doctor. Apparently, he, like, invented the 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 COVID vaccine or, like, he was, resp- like, one of the people responsible for helping develop the COVID. So, you know, obviously a guy who fucking is, is significantly smarter than uh, a, a fucking, you know, meathead podcaster and a, 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 you know, conspiracy theorist lunatic. Um, but, yeah, they were they were trying to get him on Rogan show to debate. Uh, the, the well, somebody, some right wing fucking, lo- some right wing lunatic, like literally went to his house on camera and was like, "Why won't you debate Joe Rogan?" Oh, you're right, and and then so he tweeted that like, uh, uh, you like, oh yeah, some some lunatic confronted me uh, as I was like, uh, you know, tending my garden today, man. I don't know what, like, just pretty innocuous. And then Jimmy Dore was like, "You'd have to be the biggest moron in the world to believe these complete lying psychopaths." Blah blah. blah. And then the guy posted a video of the guy confronting him. And then Jimmy Dore goes, ha, look at how much this guy, look at, look at this harassment that the, the self-described harassment that like posting the video in their reply to his first tweet as if it like proved his first tweet right, which was like this, it definitely didn't happen when it literally did happen. Stupidest people alive. Like, I, I just don't know what the fuck happened to these people's blood brain barriers that, that is, that has dumbed them down this this significantly, um, uh, but apparently being able to afford a house in the Hollywood Hills is, is all it took. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's so. just just the stupidest fucking people alive now. I, it's kind of remarkable to see. Um, this is yeah, this, it's hilarious. I had one last little bit here um, because uh, on Monday it was Juneteenth uh, and Charlie Kirk, who is ever on a quest to find a new thing to be outraged about and to try to get canceled, uh, apparently wants to cancel people getting day off work. <laughs> right so he he uh he tweeted out i still every time i look at his head i'm like did somebody photoshop it or is it is is his face just shrinking and his head growing bigger I and mean, he looks like a south park character it's 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 remarkable like he looks like a real life south park character like the, the proportions of his of his fucking oh it's crazy of his dome. It's crazy so he tweeted out charlie kirk who uh pays for twitter he's got a blue check because, of course, yep. tweets out, you should be working today. He's not saying this to, to anyone in particular. He's just saying this to all of us. You should be working today, not taking today off for a CRT-inspired federal holiday that competes with July 4th. Yes, critical race theory that, you know, slavery ending was good. That That's that's the, <laughs> that's a real that's a real fucking controversial uh, opinion. It d- d- Juneteenth is competing with July Fourth. How? <laughs> how? In well, because that's the day how, white people were free. That's the day white Americans were free, and then Juneteenth celebrates. But the, how is it like? How are they? How are the holidays competing? Are they? In, are they in a race with each other? Is it like if one gets more likes than they win? Like what? What the fuck? Do, what does his brain think is going on? It, it, it just the the the, the I can't even bring myself there mentally to figure out like what, because it's a grift, obviously. But I like to what the, what they're even trying to get at that like will resonate with like the the dumbest fucking segments of their fan base. It's I can't even bring myself mentally there to figure out like what they're trying to even get at with most of these things. Half Seriously, the time. like oh, oh Mother's Day. Well, what about Father's Day? <laughs> right? Huh? Right. What about the fathers? That comes why don't almost they a get month a day? later. Like, why don't why why why? <laughs> yeah, why, it, it's it's fucking preposterous. It's absolutely preposterous. He's just a fucking. Uh, excuse me, New Year's Day. That's a little too close to Christmas. Hello. <laughs> right. Right. What do so, we? Yeah. Yeah. So, so some fucking like you, you know the meme of like all the fucking 
like bald rednecks in their pickup trucks with like the wraparound shades. Right. Well, the guy who looks exactly like that. Like this. Yeah. Yeah. Guy who looks exactly like that bald head wraparound shades. He's like got the camera, you know, kind of like chest level looking up at him. So it looks like he's like about to beat you up anytime you see this. His name's Vince Langman. And of course, he's also paying for Twitter. Got a blue check. He replies to Charlie Kirk and says, I'm the only one in the office working today, getting a ton of work done. So he's, he's bragging that he's like, I'm not going to fall for that CRT. I'm going to work. Right. I'm to go, I'm, I'll be exploited. I'm not taking a free day off. And uh, somebody looked at his account, looked at his replies and saw that he had tweeted 43 times in the last eight hours. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're getting a lot of work done, Vince. And the funniest thing is like, Charlie Kirk, what do you do for work on a day to day basis besides like the laziest, stupidest fucking hot takes imagine like he li- the, w- like this, just, he doesn't he does go to an do. office like he he's d- got a he's got a fucking daily podcast right we, you know we only do this once a week because some of us work <laughs> right right um but yeah I mean it's that like you know I'm sitting here all week taking down notes about a fucking sunken submarine but you know the the, the job of doing the show itself is pretty fucking easy it takes about an hour. <laughs> Right. We're just we're just sitting here talking. It's not real work. And I imagine he has like produce. Like I'm sure he doesn't prepare his own shit anyway. I'm sure he has a fucking staff and like a producer that puts together his fucking show. And he just comes in and you know, sort of like gives it a cursory glance yeah. and and fucking yeah. rips it off. He's, you know? he's got some you know somebody who was like part of the Reagan Revolution, Young Republicans movement in the '80s, <laughs> working for him. Who's like you know twice his age and never you know yeah. Yeah, that was handler. Um, yeah, so I, it it yeah, that's just uh, fucking morons, unreal. Um, all right, well, I think that uh, do, do do we hit everything we wanted to hit? Yeah, I had a little bit about like all the hatred of orcas. You know, like the the Atlantic put out a fucking think piece about uh, what was it titled here? Oh, how orcas are not your friends or something. Yeah, orcas are not your friends. Stop rooting for them to attack yachts. Go fuck yourselves. People noticed that it was written by a guy named Jacob Stern. <laughs> yeah. Nice try, Boats. We caught you. <laughs> <laughs> it took me a second. I didn't even get that at first. That's fucking great. No, that's. Yeah. Well, apparently the orcas, like, they, they know how boats work, and they know that, you know, all you got to do is break off the rudder, and the boat's fucked. They're, they're, so these orcas have been specifically targeting the rudders of boats. Which is amazing, because they're, you know, it shows you just the intelligence that these that these fucking animals have it's it's incredible oh yeah sort of like coordinated to this level um but look they're trying to show the wrong generation like me and people my age group grew up watching free willy like we're we we were radicalized at a very young age to not to fucking be on this side of the uh the orcas and you know putting them back in the ocean and not fucking putting them in i mean the name of the boat in in jaws is the orca right so like it's it's like (laughs) we we just you know Workers are our friends, right? Um, and he, his, his, he, the article was behind a paywall, so I didn't have much of it. But I actually had a, a bunch from a uh, rebuttal to the article, but I don't feel like reading anymore right now. But uh, yeah, basically he said that you know because because the you know uh, killer whales will sometimes you know play with their food. 
that that means that they're sadistic and we shouldn't be rooting for them. And it's like, uh, you mean the way that all apex predators sometimes right. do? I was like, number one, that's yeah. Number one, that's fucking just, just at, I almost said human nature, but that's just nature. That's like the, the yeah. You know, that, well, this, this rebuttal article from Jezbel said, uh, yeah, that's exactly what humans do. Too. I was going to say, seen- yeah, number two, we're, we, we're like the one, the only species that just kills for the fucking pleasure of it without actually, uh, yeah. you know, doing doing it for 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 food for sustenance. Like we're one of the I, only I, fucking species that does that. Seriously, I had um, I used to work at a call center for uh, Costco's photo labs back when they had photo labs, um, and I you know did customer support. And this guy calls in to like have me help him with his his like custom homemade calendar he's trying to get done. And he made me go through all of his pictures and ask if, like, I thought they were good or not. And every single one was a fucking picture of trophy hunting of a dead lion, a dead elephant, a dead gorilla, a dead fucking zebra. And I'm just like, this is like, and I I couldn't hang up on the guy. That job, I wasn't allowed to hang up on people if I didn't want to. Um, Not like the State Department, but I was, that was like the closest. I was just like, this is fucking absurd. This is disgusting. I want to tell this guy to go go fuck himself. Right. Uh, But yeah, clearly... Clearly not necessary. You know, we call them killer whales because that's what they naturally are supposed to do because they live in the ocean and they eat fish and they eat seals uh, and apparently rich people's yachts sometimes. Yep. So good good for them. Yep, absolutely. All right. Well, on that note, um, we're going to get out of here. But if you want to support the show, rate and subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Follow us on SoundCloud. Um, uh, Patreon.com slash move left. Uh, I am on Twitter at move underscore left. <coughs> Goddamn fizzy drink. Uh, and I'm on Twitter. Sw- <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Bubbly. I'm on Twitter at bike slutty. Yeah. And we're, uh, we're, we're going to play, we're going to play us out here with a, uh, a tribute to the, uh, the, the, the poor gentleman who, uh, who, who recently lost his stepfather in this, in the, uh, in the nautical tragedy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's disgusted <right> here. <laughs> Uh, so right. This one goes out to you, uh, Blink 182's uh, Step Submarine Stepson. <laughs> I'll see you next week. We'll wish this never ends. Don't waste your time on me, you